Life's challenges, let's turn them into results with me, Diane Parker. Hello there. Are the challenges in your life stopping you from being, having or doing what you want to do? Do you feel frustrated, perhaps unmotivated, overwhelmed? Or are you struggling with grief? We all have these challenges cross our path at some time in our lives, but you don't have to live there. If you're ready to bust through, but don't know how, then you've come to the right place and are warmly welcome in joining me as we work at busting through life's challenges together. Hi everyone, it's me, Diane Parker, and I'm here once again to just share with you um, a challenge I've been set by uh, HPC um, on putting out and putting together my reason why I do what I do. And I thought, what an opportunity this is for me to create um, a video version of my next series of podcasts that I'm going to do, because I've kind of changed the angle that I'm coming at to help people just like you uh, and to reach you, whether you're stuck in your grief or whether you're stuck in life challenges. Um, and so I haven't quite figured out the name of it yet, but it's going to be pretty much the same thing of, you know, let's talk about your life challenges with me, Diane Parker. Now, why am I putting myself forward for that kind of thing? Um, and why am I here? Um, the, the, you know, the good questions for you to ask, why should you spend some time listening to me? And I thought the best way forward for that, as indicated by um, my coaching team, is that it's to share my story. The reason why I decided to become a coach in the first place, why I ventured out to do something called the grief recovery method, and where I'm going with it all now. So that's a nice little tidy up for you, isn't it? So, okay, let's just turn back the clock quite a few years now. Because my journey started back in 2000 and um, no, it was earlier than that, actually. Gosh, it was actually back in 1994. I can remember that moment. I had just turned the big 3-0 and I was standing looking out of my uh, dining room window and I was just so full of gratitude. I had an amazing husband and two beautiful young boys. And outside our dining room window, we had uh, some kennels and I had these beautiful Akitas just running around the back garden and playing. And I just took a moment, I thought, wow, how lucky am I to have all this? And I just became overwhelmed with the gratitude. And the job I had at the time was in an office and I wasn't that fussed on working in an office, but I was working, um, creating companies, which I did enjoy doing. And I was with a, a, a lovely team of people around me. And so going to it was actually good fun. But I, you know, I always knew I wasn't fulfilled, but I didn't know 
what was what that was about uh, open to suggestion um I knew I liked working with people I knew that I liked communicating with people but apart from that uh, I didn't really know didn't really have a clue and then it in October of that same year, a bombshell was dropped on our family. And my husband was a hemophiliac and he had been told over the phone that he had contracted hepatitis C. And that was the day I could say my world fell apart. But no matter what happens to us in our journey, ultimately it's got me to where I am now. So I'm grateful for that. But as you can imagine, that was quite a trial. Two small boys, the prospect of being a widow hit me like that because they had told him he was a ticking time bomb. And they didn't know how to help them in those days. And then what was worse is that they told us that actually he would have contracted that before we were married because he would have had... Um, a procedure in Newcastle and been given the virus there. So that meant I had to be tested. And if I had it, it meant that the boys would have had to been tested. And I can quite clearly tell you that was the worst day of my life. To be told as a mother that you might have actually passed on something, irregardless if it's your fault or, or not, it was heartbreaking. Um, so my heart definitely goes out to people that are struggling with those kind of things in life. Um, it really does. Anyway, we were clear. So it was just about how do we support Andrew through this? Now, at the time, we'd already taken steps um, to work together. I just had um, a miscarriage. I'd found out I was pregnant not long after my 30th birthday. And we had decided with this news that what we wanted to do was work closely together. And so we had boarding kennels and then the natural thing to do would be to then start pet shops because we often have people coming in with the wrong information from pet shops um, regarding their dogs. So we thought, yeah, that's what we'll do. And we did. We had a successful one in Douglas, not so much in Ramsey, but, and that was a journey in itself with lots of other stories attached to it. But the, the challenges that came up for us at that time was that I became so stressed out trying to manage a new business, trying to bring up the children, trying to support my husband going through this horrendous time that I was completely, I wasn't even in the picture of my scope of how to look after me. And so I had a very a couple of days of, of a very big meltdown, just constantly crying and not knowing how to get myself out of this situation. At the time, a friend wrote, reached out to me who um, was a medium. She is a medium. And she just listened to me. And then she said, Diane, where Where's your boundaries? You, you're absorbing everything that's going on around you, but you're not, you're absorbing it into you like you're a big sponge and you're just lapping it all up. And look what it's doing to you. Because our shop in Douglas too, 
was right next to a local hospice, um, hospice at the time. And people would call in there and start talking to us. Um, they knew that we would let them use the loo if they got caught short going up a big hill. Um, and that was nice, but I was absorbing all their stories. And then you had people coming in to the shop that were telling their stories. And I was just becoming overwhelmed with everything. And that's when I learned that I had to stop and think about me. I had to learn about putting on a cape because your head's out, you're listening. If you can help, you do. And if you can't, put them in the way to somebody that does know what they're doing, but you're protecting yourself. Well, I like that. I thought that that is it. So Kate was on straight away. And then I made a rule with my husband that we didn't talk about the shop after a certain time of night, say seven o'clock. I used to have the office set up outside of our bedroom. And so I was, that was on my mind as soon as I was going into the place where I was to rest myself at night, to rest my soul. And then he would say to me, have you paid such and such? Well, I'd have to get up then and go and have a look. Um, and so this was constantly just being fed in. And I was just going down and down and down. So I had to do something. I had to do something. And I decided that I had to take responsibility for myself, put into place what I'd been told and shared. And I thought, right, I can't help my husband either if I don't know more about what he's going through. And, the, and that was quite a hard thing because the doctors didn't know how to help him. So what I did is I started reading a lot of books. My friend gave me the Celestine Prophecy to read. That started to make sense. And even my husband read that and thought, you know, we were fighting over the chapters. I was, I'm quite, I read and absorb. And he was just wanting to get to the end um, of this book that we were sharing. I read Many Lives, Many Masters. And all of these started opening up to the possibility that the, we are more than what we are here. This is the vessel, the human vessel, and we are a spirit. So that made me very curious. And then I was told by my friend, that I should be doing some sort of healing work. And I thought to myself, well, I can't wave my hands around somebody and think you're healed. That just doesn't fit in with me. But then I noticed that there was a massage course. Now, Andrew had started going to the gym because the only thing he could do was keep himself fit and healthy. So I decided that that would match him with that as well. Uh, he would break them. I'd fix them work well but what I found is because I'd done massage I did Indian head I did reflexology and I did Reiki and so when I started working on people they start to have meltdowns and I thought to myself I can't leave people like this it's not part of your Reiki training to help people with any of their emotional issues you're told to just leave them well, that's just not me. So I would sit and I would listen to them. But I wanted something that was going to help them. Not stay stuck where they were, but to move them on. So funny things started to happen. This spiritual friend of mine kept saying, I'm getting NLP keeps coming through to me. And I'm thinking, oh, that's curious. Next thing, through my door, our leaflets come in for NLP. So what do I think? 
oh, they're from my friend. So I just kept passing them over to my friend. Turns out it wasn't, it was for me. Well, I sat there one day and I thought to myself, I'm getting an urge to go and get one of our local papers. I thought, what's that all about? Well, the last time that had hit me, it was because my son wanted to join the fire brigade and there was an opening in the fire brigade for people to go and train. So I thought, I'm not going to ignore this. And I went and got the paper. There in this little box was first time ever on the Isle of Man, NLP course. I thought, oh my, I looked at the heavens and I thought, those messages, they were for me, not my friend. And do you know, they stopped coming through the letterbox at that time as well. Who knew? So anyway, off I went and I did the training. And it just opened my eyes to an awful lot of things that we do without thinking that the way we are, the programming that we have, it's all done from when we're born, all the influences that we have. So when we get conflict in our lives, it's because our beliefs and values that we, we gather don't sit with us. And so we look into those things, but I won't go into too much of that now. But that's what I started doing. I started coaching people through those challenges that came up in life, using my own life experiences and how we had done things. And then I went on to do the master practitioner one, which came with hypnotherapy. So that was me set up and running and helping lots of people make amazing changes. Some things that I would never have even thought that they would want to do started to come out and they were going off around the world to do it. If you look on my blog, you can read the story about Michelle. I mean, her story is just so amazing. She'd gone from somebody who was chronically depressed to travel in the world within nine months. And the story, you know, that isn't as simple as that. The amount of challenges that young lady had to deal with. But she knows how important mental health is. So she's allowed me to share her story. And I am so grateful for that. So all of that then brought me to the moment we all dread when we're in love with somebody. My husband died. And when he died, my world fell apart. And I was using all the techniques and everything else I had learned over the years to try and help me from day to day. Then what happened was about, oh, probably about six weeks after he'd gone, I realized that they weren't really helping me. I needed some steps to help me recover. In the meantime, my little sister was diagnosed with cancer. She died the following year. But in between these two significant losses, I discovered the grief recovery method, the training for that through my friend, Diane. And so we went off and we did the training. And so when we talk about recovery, what we're talking about is healing from the pain of your loss, not the person. Because if it had been, then I wouldn't have been doing it. So what I'm doing now is I'm going to be sharing over the time with people on podcasts and videos, little snippets of the stages and steps I've taken in the journey and share my story with you guys. So you understand why I'm so passionate about what I do, how I can help you through your challenges. I'm going through one right now. It hurts like heck 
but because I've got in place what I've got, I'm coping with it in a much stronger way than I would do if I hadn't have done. There's a few people that have reached out to me that have said that what I've been through in life would have floored them. I can't really say it's my life. I'm getting on, on and creating the best life that I can. I'm here to help and serve as far as I'm concerned. And the space that I've had between my husband's parting and this time last year, actually, allowed me to discover something else about loneliness and how that is. And on the back of that, I've created a few groups on Facebook generally for the, for the Isle of Man, really, um, finding friends over 50. Because the younger ones talk a different language now, don't they? But the thing is, if you want to start something like that, so if you're lonely, start something in your area. Keep it stuck to your area or a, a radius that is manageable so that you can reach people that are local to you, that you can help. And I mean, we've got 400 members in this group now. There's people stuck at home that can't communicate and they're communicating in this group. They don't want to leave the homes just now because of what's going on in the world. So give them an avenue to, to communicate and to get out there. And creating that group and creating that space out of that loneliness. I mean, I was um, I kind of became um, okay with it didn't like it because I'm a I'm a person that likes to be around people fortunately for me I've had Ruby to, to keep me company and I started doing something called swing dancing which I absolutely love and so with those and then creating this group the over 50s group I've also met a new person just to to have in my life and that's been a, a whole new wonderful experience we talk about in the program about not comparing because there is no comparing. What I had with my husband was one thing and brought me a family and where I am now is because of him. And this lovely man that's come into my life has come in with the energy and space to give me that space to grieve when I need to, but hell of a lot of laughing because we do have a lot of fun. He's so game for dancing. These are qualities that I now need and want in somebody that are going to help me going forward and indeed me hopefully help him. So if I can help you in any way, then please, please do reach out. I can help you in so many different ways with so many different techniques. But most of all, if you feel that you're struggling with anything, any challenge that you might have, my question might be, can you think of it? When it started, and was it connected to a loss of any kind? And then don't forget, of course, I'm still here to help you when you're grieving. Okay, so that's me. That's why I do what I do. I never want anyone to feel lonely or go through that pain of loss without understanding there's somebody like me that you can reach out and talk to. There's only so much you feel that you can talk to your friends about when you're going through these things or they'll jump in with something to cut your conversation off. They don't mean to. It's just a natural thing that people want to try and cheer you up when actually you just might need the space to just say what it is that's in your heart that you're feeling. 
and I create that for you. So there you go. That's me. That's where I'm up to. And um, I look forward to speaking with you all again soon on my next podcast. Take care now. Bye. If you would like to find out more about how to do some results coaching with me, Diane Parker, then go to www.lifeafterlossiom.com or you can email me at diane at lifeafterlossiom.com. Equally, you can telephone me on 07624-472-140. I'm here to support you and create a safe space for you to talk through what your challenges are and help you with that. Whether or not you'd like to just post a question to me via email, or you would actually like to have an in-conversation with me, I'm here for you to do that. All you have to do is reach out. If not, tune into next episode, and I look forward to spending some time with you. Bye now.